1340, WKGN Knoxville, and W289CU Knoxville. Fan Run Radio. Tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another Stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock 3.01 on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon here in East Tennessee. Good to be with you as Bear and I are together once again on location today, Bear. What a way to get back after it. Live today, we are at Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Drive, folks. want you to come out and see us here this afternoon. The roads are pretty clear. I didn't have any problems getting out here this afternoon. And you got a lot of reasons to come out here. First of all, they are East Tennessee's number one used car auto dealership. And uh, my guy, Jamie Eady, who I've known for a while, is a certified car pro bear. You can vouch for that. Absolutely. And he knows his stuff, Russ. He, he knows his stuff. He's going to hook you up. They got some great cars out here, ladies and gentlemen, whether you need a, a truck, uh, something with four-wheel drive to get around, and this kind of stuff, all-wheel drive, or you want a sleek sedan, they've got it all for you at Volunteer Auto Group. So come on out and see us this afternoon because they got a special event going on here, Bear, coming up tonight at 5 p.m., the one and only. Brew McCoy is going to be here for a special meet-and-greet with the fans brew has been back in california rehabbing his leg injury mm-hmm. and he is back lady brew is back, back ladies and gentlemen back doing the thing ready to ball out for the volunteers with nico and the boys next year and i understand he's doing very well we're going to see him a little bit later hope to be able to grab him and get him on the air for a little bit before we get out of here uh, but he's going to be here from 5 till 7 p.m signing autographs and you are in invited so come and find us here at callahan is it road or drive bear callahan drive i'm going drive that sounds good at 1501 callahan drive to be more precise we're here till six doing the thing and uh bear we made it we made it out snowmageddon didn't have to resort to cannibalism after all no i was well planned uh saw it coming stocked up at the grocery store but i was ready to get out today and i was ready to get back on the air for the for our people. Yeah, I, I got out as soon as the show was over yesterday and drove around a little bit. And, like, the back roads are pr- still pretty icy. I didn't have any problem navigating them, though. Um, today, I mean, the interstate, Kingston Pike, Middlebrook, like, the main thoroughfares are perfectly fine. They, they are clear. The back roads, a little icy and everything. Be careful if you're out and about. But uh, I'll tell you what, it, like, the, you know, yesterday mm-hmm. it was easier for me, Bear, because the only people out yesterday were the pros. The guys in trucks with four-wheel drive, everybody was driving it, you know, giving everybody distance and everything. Right. Today, though, like... It's amateur hour. <laughs> some it of the is. people who don't know what the heck they're doing out there. Like, there's... Um, oh, I got honked at. Well, I, I'll tell you what, like, there's... The people drive too fast, or bad, but the people drive too slow aren't any better. 
because like I was behind a guy today on Dutchtown and like he's just hitting his brakes. He's going uphill. He's pumping his brakes. And I'm trying to give him, you know, enough like I'm not tailgating or anything, but he's going way too slow. And I'm like, dude, we are going to get stuck on this hill if you keep t- tapping your brakes going uphill. And darn it, if I didn't get stuck behind that same dude going back the other way when I was coming back to come out here. So, yeah, I mean, you don't I don't ever I mean, you don't you just put it in low and let it roll. Don't be, hit the brakes. Be careful. Use precaution. Look out for idiots. The idiots are, are going to be your big your big yeah. problem, not the snow. And they I certainly uh, are. <laughs> but I guess it's that way most of the time. Shout out to Tucker Harlan back in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Uh, I had to go scoop up. Tucker, Tucker lives in like um, the, the opposite of where the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios are at the bottom of a pit. Mm-hmm. We had to rappel down there to get there. Tucker lives on top of a hill. So I went and got Tucker today. We parked at the top of the hill. And then, Tucker, it was a treacherous journey for you and I as we descended the steep hill uh, to Fan Run Radio. But we did what we had to do to get on today. Oh, absolutely. Um, I remember walking down for a second on the road and, you know, was thinking I was going to slip on that ice and then got over on the side and uh, stepped into what was about a foot of snow on the side of the road at one point. So it was so, indeed a treacherous trip down to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. So the hill's just hard-packed snow? There are spots. The road's coming through in spots. Like, I think I could have made it. Tucker and I were talking about this on the walk down. I think I could have made it. I, I think I could have driven down and could driven you, back up. You think you could have made it back up? Yeah, if I— if, if I had to, if I had to, I, I think right. I could, but I didn't have to. So I just went ahead and walked it. And uh, Tucker, what do you think? Like he was skeptical. Tucker was like, I don't know, Russ. I don't know if you could make this, but I thought uh, I thought I could do it. Yeah. See, my thing is uh, you got to make that slight curve to get here to the station. So like there's there's the fence there. And, you know, if you slide into the fence, that's an insurance nightmare. We should have brought a sled. That would have been fun. It would have been fun. Maybe maybe tomorrow, because I, I don't think it's going to be any different tomorrow uh, as the temperature's still well below freezing out there. And, um, yeah, it's it's not it's kind of cool. Get a little warmer tomorrow, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to melt this stuff. All I know is this, fellas, we got to get this ice and stuff out of here by the weekend because Alabama is coming to town for a huge basketball game Saturday at the arena, and we need to fill that thing up to the brim because Alabama can play now. They had uh, you know, Mark Sears, I, I believe, is averaging more points per game than Dalton Connect. And, what? yeah, he was he was the guy with Connect as, as co-SEC player of the week with, with this week. And uh, he's a player. Now, he turned an ankle in their game Tuesday against Mizzou, came back and, and played a little bit, but he's not 100%. So that's a situation that bears watching. But... Um, we're all back on board the Barnes bandwagon, everybody, everybody's was, feeling good about it right now. I, I never left it. I was on it. We'll stay on it. Well, to, to what extent are you like, because, you know, this team looks pretty good, man. And we got a weapon like we haven't had in a long time around that, here. <clears throat> and the, the thing that I noticed was um, very, uns- the whole team is very unselfish. And, you know, they look, you know, if, if connect, once he starts connecting, um, it seems like everybody get, just gets out of his way and feeds him the ball. Yeah. Yeah, and it took a while to get there, and I, I hope we're there now. It seems like it has been the past couple of games mm-hmm. where guys know their roles. Like, all right, this this dude is on fire. We got to get out of his way. 
we got to make it to where teams can't collapse on him. And you're starting to see some of that. And like even at the end of the first half last night where we are looking for him, we are trying to feed him the ball. And I can't remember who it was who threw the pass to him right at the end of the first half when he was just on fire. And we're trying to get him the ball right at the end. And Florida read it and got an easy run out bucket at the end. Who was it? Wasn't Ganey? It wasn't it was Sakai, wasn't it? I don't think so. It was. was it oh, Freddie? it was Jemai. Yeah, it was Mayshack. Yeah. Yeah, tried, tried to get him the ball, but everybody in the arena knew it was going to. Anyway, um, that dude is on a different level. We're going to talk about it a little bit this afternoon with you here. <laughs> it's, this is so stupid, Bear. I watched the first half. I, the, la- the games last week, I watched the second half because I had other stuff going on that prevented me from watching the first half. I only watched the first half last night. Really? Yeah. Well, you missed out on just it was, you know, we, we talked about on Saturday how we're really wanting uh, just well, a 15-point beatdown. Yeah. Let me tell you what happened. So I, I hurt my back shoveling snow yesterday, oh, right? Yeah. And I had, I had some, you know, heavy-duty medication that I've been taking to get me through it and everything. And uh, so I watched the first half. I'm pretty tired. No, you can't have any. I'm pretty tired. And um, so I'm laying down in bed with my – iced my back down. And uh, I fell asleep at halftime. <laughs> Which, I wonder why we didn't hear from you. And I woke up. And I had that that experience we've all had before where you don't know what day it is. I'm like, I don't even know where I am. It's like 10 o'clock at night. It's kind of light outside because the snow is reflecting, but I don't – Is it He's completely out of sorts. Is it today? Is it tomorrow? What is happening right now? All I know is I've missed the game for sure. And uh, no, it was only like 10 o'clock at night. But uh, yeah, I missed I missed the second half. So eventually, hope, hopefully Saturday, I'll be able to watch the entire game. I would think. What time's tip? Is it a noon tip? I believe it. Is it 2 p.m., Tucker? Uh, it's an afternoon tip. I know that much. It's not noon. I think it's 2 p.m. Uh, let's see. It is 2 p.m. on ESPN2. Mm, nice. Mike, my, ma- my main man, Mad Mike, says shout-out to the crowd last night. Over 8,500 there, and they were rowdy. Last night, it looked like a pretty good crowd considering the. I, I was thinking like it might be 2,500, 3,000, but uh, you get about 8,500 8, people in there. And I mean, that's like as much as Auburn's Jim Holt. Yeah, I always forget how somebody, uh, it was either on, it was on Twitter or, or uh, TikTok, they were ranking the SEC basketball arenas. I didn't realize how small some of them are. Yeah. No, I, I, I like our deal, man. I, I like our deal. So, uh, folks, come out and see us, Callahan Drive, where we are this afternoon as this transfer portal stuff is getting really interesting. First of all, before somebody asks, no, we do not have an update on uh, Valance. On Yeah, no, no update on Valance Herd. But <clears throat> have you been keeping up what's, with what's going on down at Alabama? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. I'm enjoying it. Aren't you? Uh, yeah. These Alabama fans are learning a harsh, le- a harsh lesson right now, Bear, because they thought that you know th- it was just going to keep on rolling. They thought all these five stars they have down there were just playing because they love uh, Alabama and it's all about the Crimson Tide and Bama's won more games and more championships than anybody else, all this, that, and the other. And they are finding out very quickly how mistaken that notion is. 
Yeah, I saw that. Um, who was it? Uh, Caleb uh, Cal- Downs. Yeah, Downs. Caleb Downs. Who's I mean, like uh, Eric Perry Jr. Yeah, jumps into the portal. They have uh, their five-star offensive tackle, Jaden Proctor, has jumped into the portal today. Twenty-five Alabama players have gone in the portal, including seven since Saban has left, and that doesn't include the commits that they had for the 2025 class that are already decommitting. So they are in a panic down there right now. Their fan base is, as I, I don't know what Kalen DeBoer is doing, but you know, far be it for me to help the Alabama coach out. But it's like, dude, you might want to call your five stars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't have uh, – it, it's going to be hard for them. You know, we already talked about recently, you know, they aren't going to get the Saban discount anymore. I think there's a lot of truth to that. And, I mean, Kalen DeBoer is not Nick Saban. No, and, the, yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a – who knows what's true in the world of college football anymore, but uh, some stuff I was reading was uh, basically, you know, a lot of these guys took what they're calling the Saban discount. Yeah. Where, hey, I'll ta- – you know, it, it's – yeah, I'm, they're getting their Dodge Charger. Maybe they're getting a little little cash on the side or something like that to go play at Alabama. It's whatever. But they're not they're, – you know, they might pass up a little bit more money to go – they would have gotten to come play at Tennessee or Georgia or Florida or something like that for the opportunity to go play for Nick Saban. And I've been saying this happened – you know, Tennessee fans don't want to hear this. I've been saying it about Calipari for years. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure those guys are getting some money. But Calipari and Saban – did something ingenious. They both found a way to do it in their respective sports where they positioned themselves as the conduit to the NBA, the conduit to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You come here, yeah, we're going to take care of you, but the money you're going to make playing professional basketball, professional football pales in comparison to whatever you're going to get for your two or three years that you're going to spend on a college campus. So come here, we'll take care of you, but we're going to get you to the next level. We're going to get you to the NBA or the NFL and now, Sin, they don't have that anymore. And they're going to have to do it just like the rest of us are going to have to mm. do it, which is overpaying for players at times. It's what Tennessee's caught in with St. Lance Hurd right now. It's like, Hurd's not coming. If Hurd comes here, like, I, I hope he's a great player and everything, but he's not coming here to wear the orange and white, man. He's not coming here because he's a Tennessee. He's coming here because we're paying him to come here. And that's that what Alabama's going to have to do now. Ellerby's, you know, he knows he could make it to the NFL as an offensive lineman here without a whole lot of – you just got to come in and put in the work. I mean, that's why Darnell Wright getting drafted so high. I mean, it helps, but I don't think he'd, he'd go just anywhere. But I'd say primarily it's a, it's the deal. So they, they are finding the, the same thing out. And then here's the other angle that's interesting is like if you're Tennessee, you know, you've already taken five or six guys in the portal. You have room for a, for a handful more. You're going to have to run some guys off again after the season. But would you have sprung on some of the players that you've already gotten if you had known Saban was going to retire? Like this Proctor Mm. kid is a perfect example. This is a five-star dude who's projected by many to be an NFL draft pick. And, you know, Tennessee's already gone all in on Zay Lance Hurd. Like, do do you look at him? Do you look at anybody else? on that roster because they got a lot of good players that are all of a sudden looking around. I mean, definitely when I look at it would be the downs kid, but you're probably going to be competing against Texas and Georgia. Yeah. It sounded like he's going to Georgia, but <laughs> I would, I would take him in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd take quite a few of those guys. 
We did pick up one of their tight ends. Mm hmm. We did. We did. Let's talk about it this afternoon, folks. We'll go open lines this hour. Coming up, hour number two, Mark Nagy's going to join us. We are live this afternoon from Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Drive in North Knoxville, the north side. Come on out. Represent here this afternoon. We are doing the thing till 6 p.m. live this afternoon on Fan Run Radio, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board, 546-8200. Quick timeout. We're back with more right after this. The Drive. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues live today at Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Drive, where coming up at 5 p.m., Brew McCoy, Tennessee wide receiver, is going to be here for a meet and greet with the fans. You can come out, get an autograph, get a picture, say hello to Brew as we welcome him back for his final season at the University of Tennessee, and it is going to be a good one, man. Uh, you got Brew on one side, we got Squirrel in the slot, we've got Dante Thornton, or Brazel or Mike Matthews in on the other side. Good problems for Josh Heupel to have trying to figure out who the three wide receivers are. He's going to put out there. My guess is if Brew's 100%, he's going to be one of them. Oh yeah. I mean, you saw that this year when, when he went down uh, a good chunk of what Heupel likes to, you know, with the perimeter short passes um, just weren't working as good without uh, the big dog out there blocking. Um, so, yeah, it was a huge get getting him to come back. Was an older guy, veteran leadership. Yeah. For these young young guys coming in. Come on out, get a chance to meet Brew. As again, he'll be here from 5 until 7, Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Drive. Let's go to the phones, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board, and we'll start today with Rusty. What's up, Rusty? Hey, guys. Uh Pretty, pretty wild situation in Tuscaloosa. So the Saban discount thing is really real. Speaking to somebody that I trust wholeheartedly that has really good information on this, the Downs kid was making less than any of our secondary guys in Knoxville. The Downs kid. Yeah. Probably the best safety in America last year was making less than any safety or any corner in Willie Martinez or James Banks secondary. Isn't that wild? It's unbelievable. Their, their NIL program down there it was is in really, really way behind bad shape because they weren't having to really rely yeah. on it. Yeah, they, they were weren't having to lean on, on the it Dodge dealership. Yeah, just the Dodge dealership and Nick Saban. That's all they really needed. It's, it's yeah. wild what's going on. Yeah, no, and my, my guess is they probably get caught up on that end pretty quickly. But yeah. here's the other thing. Yeah. You know, they're going to Kane Womack, and they're ditching the they're ditching the Saban 3-4. And they're going to a 4-2-5, so yeah. it's a different defensive system that they're going to be running. Yep. And a lot of those guys came to play in Nick Saban's pro-style defense. Now you're going to change that. Oh, and by the way, I'm not getting paid as much. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go try and find somewhere where I can get paid. Yeah, it's a hundred percent what's going on. Uh, it's, 
it's not only that you're right. You're right. The, the, the defensive linemen and the, and the linebackers that are down there, they're they're really not designed to play in, in in the defense that they're switching to, and and those guys haven't really jumped ship yet. Uh, it's 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 sad. I hate it for them. Um, bless their hearts. I I I really hope they recover. Um, <laughs> what, 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 you know, you sound very sincere, it's Rusty. Just, it, it, it's a, it's a Alabama doesn't have all the talent. I, I would be curious. Did you say that that Downs is going to go play for Floby Smart? That's the early read I hear. Which you know, that makes sense. I'm sure uh, Georgia's got some safeties already, but I don't think they got a guy like that. Yeah, well, or are, are are there guys going to the draft or whatever? But it is. Is that just all speculation, or is there some reporting from you know on oh, three uh, people? I, I don't know. I, I I can't remember where okay. I saw this. Uh, I, maybe the Alabama two four seven message board. That's where I've been looking at a little bit. Yeah. But uh, those rumblings are out there that that he wants to go to Georgia or Ohio State was the other program I saw linked to him. You're not you're not over there trolling, are you? No, you no, never, I'm, right? I'm a lurker, as they say in the trade. All right, good deal, good deal. I love the fact mostly that about what we've talked about so far is that when I called him Floby Smart, you didn't blink. Well done. What I, I, I don't get it. Follow it. I, I'm a little slow on the trigger today, Rusty. Tell it to me like I'm you know, you in know fourth what, grade. Do you, do you know what a Floby is? I have no idea. From back in the, uh, I guess, like late 80s, early 90s, it's the vacuum haircutting device. <laughs> that was the thing Garth had in Wayne's World, right? The suck cut. Yeah, it's a floby. Yeah, the suck cut. It's a floby. A floby. Yeah, that's what it was. You know, that was the real name of it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sharp-looking guy, man. It's a good haircut he's got. Oh, and the best part is he wears a visor with it too when it's dark out. Yeah. Um, it's. <laughs> I, I mean, can we really make fun of Kirby Smart, though? He kind of owns, I mean, certainly owns Tennessee here of late. And of all the schools that are positioned well to step into to the void that is created by Nick Saban oh, leaving, yeah. he is by far the best positioned. If we can make fun of, of Peyton's head, one of our own, we can make fun of Kirby's khaki pants, visor, and hilarious haircut. Hey, fair enough. About, you know. All right, fellas, enjoy it. I, I hope Alabama has no more transfers and that we don't get any of them because that just doesn't seem fair. They, they've they been playing by the rules all these years, and it's just not fair for us to take advantage of them, us being all of the rest of the teams in the country. So I'll leave it at that. Thanks, Rusty. Good hearing from you, my, my friend. Appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, the Alabama fans whining online about college football having become a money grab and uh, people, oh, we got to do something. All of a sudden, we got to do something. Yeah, let me uh, – I saw they had message board geniuses. is just an awesome follow. They had, they had a few Alabama fans. Uh, was just absolute – I mean, they have zero self-awareness, Russ. None. All of a sudden, we got to do something. It's not fair. College football; these players can just move around whenever they want. Now they're leaving Alabama, and they're not able to hold on to all their great players. But we got now; we got to do something. Yeah, here's here's been my favorite one. Uh, Gene Brown from Bam. Apparently, Bama Online is is where they're really uh, 
really uh, having a meltdown. Oh yeah, uh, Scott Gene Brains. I'm very unhappy. Someone <laughs> has to fight for NIL limits and portal limitations! Exclamation point. This is getting ridiculous! Exclamation point. Of course he's going to Georgia or Texas! Exclamation point. The rich get richer while we are apparently stuck with an empty checkbook. See, it, it's happening already. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Alabama's getting set to fall off. They're going six and six. Like, it's going to be a disaster. That's not what's happening here. But this is the level of panic they have over just the transition, right? They're still going to be a solid 10-win team next year. Kalen DeBoer is an excellent head coach. Uh, yeah, he's probably chasing his tail a little bit right now as he tries to get his staff set up and hold a recruiting class together, hold their roster together. Um, there are going to be some guys slip through during that process. But if they're freaking out like this about a couple of recruiting misses and guys hopping in the portal, missing out on dudes like that, you can only imagine what it's going to be like when they actually start losing a few games. Yeah, it's going to be rough, man. And I'm here for it. I can't wait. There's nothing better than seeing those people in pain, Russ. Are you with me? I mean, my heart goes out to them. They've had a, they've had a rough time, you know. It's been hard for them. Yeah, real hard. How many national championships in the past five years? Six. Six national championships in, in the past in 15, five years. Yes. Fifteen. I misspoke. <laughs> you knew what I meant. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Tucker Harlan will greet you as you call in today, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate Tucker and uh, risking life and limb to be with us this afternoon as uh, he made it with me earlier down to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Coming up, I had a thought, Bear. Really? Yeah. First time for everything. What was your thought? I know it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. This Dalton Connect kid is special. I think that's we can all agree on that. Right yeah. yeah, I he, think we can all. He's agree made on that. A, yeah. from a little something different. Yeah, I mean he's he's putting himself up into the into the you know a whole different level of Tennessee players. I had a thought on that. And I think we can have some fun with where he ranks, where he fits with Tennessee basketball's all-time greats, particularly here in the Barnes era. We'll explore that coming up here in just a minute. First, though, let's talk to Travis. Good afternoon, Travis. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. What's going on, fellas? Negafall Travis, how you been? Oh, man, it's a fantastic time to live in North Alabama. <laughs> it, is, it is suicide watch down here and it's fantastic. oh no you ha they're not handling it well huh no they're not taking it well and plus we're iced in so they're all stuck at home and it's just it's miserable for them and i'm here for every bit of it i love it it's a good point they're, they're all stuck at home snowed in and all they can do is hit refresh on alabama online uh or what is it, bama online bama online, bama online and it's not good news every time they refresh travis no, I got a few friends. I've, I've been I've been calling them for every time I see something bad. I call them. They're like, well, "What do you think?" You know, I've just been rubbing it <laughs> in. So, uh, <laughs> Checking in on them, huh? Uh, I, yeah, because I mean, it's been miserable living down here for you know. Every, I got out of the military in 2010, moved back down here, and it's been you know brutal. But uh, I saw a thing that said it was breaking down the top 25 NIL collectives, and it had the Spire Group number one. It didn't have them on there. Hmm. So, I mean, are they really that broke? I don't know if if it's they're that broke or if it's just that you know as we were talking about 
uh, because of Saban, they didn't have to come up with the same kind of money that like Ole Miss, Tennessee, and a lot of the other schools are have because a lot of those, especially the higher end five star kids, were banking on the fact that Saban, the you know, I'm sure they put that this number in front of them. The the guys that have played for Saban that have gone on to the NFL uh, collectively have earned um, or have signed over $2.2 billion in NFL contracts. So, you know, I, that's why they were willing to go down there and, and play at a discount when they could have gone to some other schools and, and you know, did a lot better. So, but well, that's going to change, Travis. Oh, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, I just – you know, you, you think about, like, I know the Haslam's and uh, the, the different network guy's name escapes me, or big UT boosters. You know, the Yellowwood guy at Auburn, I can't tell you who their big money booster is. I don't know, you know, I don't know who it would be. So maybe maybe, maybe they don't have the same amount of money as the other teams. Well, the Yellowwood guy's a, he's a Auburn. He's a war eagle, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying, he, I was using him as an example. Like, I know he's a big Auburn booster. I can't tell you off the top of my head who's a big Alabama booster. I've always heard it was uh, Bear Jr. I think he's – I don't know if he's – I think he's just got a lot of pull. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I don't think he has all – you know, he's he's not a billionaire or anything like that, but he's the guy who kind of gets it together. And it's, it's weird. They have – you know, there's still this cult-like – thing around bear bryant and so it's almost like the kim jong-un family the you know oh, they yeah. hand it down from one guy to the next yeah. i don't know if bear the third is, the bear is coming along in the pipeline hey uh real quick guys i'll get off here hey i got tickets to the game saturday am i gonna be able to make it up there sure the road yeah, i would think so yeah i mean the the interstates are fine I, I don't know what they're like in huntsville or wherever you're at travis but uh yeah i mean if you can get to the interstate I'm sure it'll be all clear by then. Right on, guys. Well, hey, I appreciate y'all taking my call, and uh, I'll call you with some more sad Bama stories. <laughs> We're here for it, Travis. Thank you, man. Right, appreciate you. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show. Yeah, man, we got to fill it up Saturday. Need that place rocking. I, I, hell, I think it will be. I was there last year for Alabama came in there, and, boy, that was that was a great – college basketball environment i mean they did good last night for considering the circumstances yeah i don't think florida enjoyed their visit no they didn't look like they much wanted to be there and then you know adu abused that freshman uh, so did estrella for that matter um definitely want to talk about him some this afternoon i figured that was on your list Russ. oh he had good minutes man he needs more he needs more. I'd like to see Jemai get more. It was nice seeing Zakai not not have to play 38, 39 minutes last night. Uh, and DeLeon got in there a little bit. He needs some more. He is so athletic. Yeah. Just looks smooth. With, uh, not great body language, though. I mean, he looks like a guy that's really struggling with it. I'm, I'm glad they're giving him some minutes, but he's kind of a guy, you know, him and Ganey both, that just feels like they need to see some shots go in during a game. Get some confidence back. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, other than Connect and Adu, uh, Adu's been on a tear. Wow. Um, barely missed another double-double last night. Apparently, they went back after the game and took away one of his rebounds. So, uh, But he's he's just been a force inside. And, I mean, that wasn't really fair, that, that freshman big from Florida to task him with dealing with 
You know, it's basically a grown man now, Jonas Adu. No. And then you got this connect guy. Here's what I was thinking about, Bear. The all-Barnes team. Okay. Barnes here, all-Barnes team. And, there, you know, there are four pretty obvious selections here so far, but I, I'm missing one, and I want you guys to tell me what we need to do because um, there are a couple of candidates, I think, that could fill it. But I'm going Admiral at the power forward spot, Grant in the middle. I'm going with Connect at the three. And I'm going with Kennedy Chandler at the point. Who's my two guard? Hmm. We need another guard on this roster. I know you get this positionless basketball. You can put wh- whoever you want out there. I mean, uh, it's it, it's hard, man. I've been racking my mind all day, and unless uh, you know, because you got. I mean, honestly. Yeah. No, I'm kind of biased for this kid. It's kind of well known. You have a hard time not putting Jordan Bowden. See, I wasn't even thinking about him. I thought you were going to say Lamonte because you've been you've been a big Lamonte guy through the years as well. Yeah, I just there's something about Bowden, man. He uh, he would just the way he played above the rim. And he was so explosive and could throw it down. I don't know. I mean, you couldn't go wrong with Lamonte. Keon was was only here for so long, and it was the COVID year, and it, it almost doesn't even seem like a real season that he yeah. and Springer played. But, I mean, athletically, I mean, we've never had a player like that. No. <laughs> he set the all-time record vertical jump record at the NBA con- combine. Yeah. We've never had a guy with that kind of athleticism. No, we haven't. That's a, that's a pretty good – okay, so you had Kennedy running point. Dalton at three, Admiral at four, Grant at the five. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Bowden, Springer, Lamonte. Who else? Keon. Kevin Punter. Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird, right? Because he played, he was point guard here the year that Barnes was here, right? Mm, I believe so. We moved him to the point, and he, and he was good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I – Think you'd, here's the problem. Like None of these guys have gone on to have a great NBA career where you can just be like, yeah, that's the dude. I'll put him in. They've all been journeymen, right? Keon had a cup of coffee. I think he's in the G League now. Um, I'm not sure where Springer is. I think Lamonte, he might be out of basketball by now. Grant's probably the one that's had the most sustained, oh, su- sustained yeah, success. Absolutely. I mean, but Admiral's on the – I mean, I saw him. It was on social media. He was signing autographs for people at a Magic game. He, he's had more than a cup of coffee in the NFL, in the NBA. He's hung around. Yeah. I think Dalton Connect, if he continues uh, – I'd realize he's not going to go out and score 39 every night. But if, if he – if his season continues to go the way it has been, I mean, he's – playing himself into being a lottery pick when you think yeah i i don't know that much about the nba I, I, the draft and and all that stuff it i mean he's playing better than anybody else yeah. in the country right now he's winning me over man I, I i i just thought he got hot a couple of times at the beginning of the season now you're starting to see it's like oh no this dude's different yeah this dude's different we haven't had a weapon like him in a long time all right, uh, we got a full bank. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back and start mowing through these phone calls when we continue live this afternoon at Volunteer Auto Group, Callahan Drive in North Knoxville, Brew McCoy, 
coming up at 5 p.m. here at Volunteer Auto Group. Stay with us. More Fan Run Radio coming up. The Drive. Are you ready to flash that dazzle? On radio, the drive continues. You like the ice bath bear? No, I, I keep seeing <laughs> videos of it now on Facebook. I'm starting to see, you know, it's all the rage, man. Friends of mine, my buddy Ashley. I've tried doing it before, um, just like it in, in a house in the tub. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, I've had to do it once when uh, I had turned my ankle. But that was just sticking my foot down. Yeah, no, I'm up to about going up to your neck for three minutes in an ice bath. They say, they say, they say it does wonders. You know, I I saw the, you know, Huberman stuff and Joe Rogan's into it now. It's all like it's it's become a trend. You know, there's real benefits to it. So I took like a bunch of ice cubes, you know, just ice my filled my bathtub up with cold water, put some ice in it. And it like the ice melts basically quickly. Right. But it is still freezing. You get in there, and once you get past your ankles, it's not good times. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. like your heart starts speeding up. Like I thought I was gonna. Like I, I had to get out. I was like, I, I don't know. This is not. Well, yeah, because it's healthy. trying to get all the blood back into the core of your body. Yeah. No, I've been in. I've told that story. I've been in like water. I've been in the the river around this time of year, and it's uh, it's no fun. Refreshing. Uh, Revitalizing? No, no, no. Energizing? No, no. What energized? Hey, so. look who's here! There he is. Bear's going to jump up out of here. We got a special guest set to join us here, live on location at Volunteer Auto Group. Brew McCoy is joining us here. Is uh, he is a client of Volunteer Auto Auto Group, and uh, Jamie Edie's taking good care of him. We we cleaned his ears off, so those are nice and clean for you, Brew. You're Absolutely. doing you're doing good, man. How you doing, man? Doing great. How you doing? Good. Good to see you. I'm Russell Smith, by the way. That's Pleasure. Bear. Uh, welcome to Volunteer Auto Group, man. How you been doing? Been doing great. Got in town a couple of days ago and been enjoying the snow so far. Yeah, it wasn't like you were in California, right? Yeah, not like this in California. Left to seventy and sunny. Well, <laughs> right? you, you had a good jacket though, man. Yeah, so I'm prepared. Yeah. You're nice and toasty, right? <laughs> no, it it's usually look, I've lived here since I was a little kid, man. It's usually not like this right here either. So this this this, this is the most snow we've had in a long time. It's beautiful though. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool outside. You uh, you got to get some of the guys out there and get a sled. There's some nice hills down on uh, on campus over there. I'm not being liable. I'm no. not. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not one. I'm not coordinating an injury. I, I could see Josh Heupel right now. You hurt yourself doing what? Doing what? You're sledding out there? With who? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, how's that doing? All right. So the last time a lot of folks saw you on TV playing South Carolina. Right. It's going well. And uh, and, and you get hurt. Um, what was it like in that moment laying on, on the – because, I've you know, I'm not a doctor, but – right. Leg not supposed to bend like that. No, sir. What's going through your mind when you're laying there? You know, so I had actually, uh, I had broken that same leg when I was 11 years old. Ooh. And even though it's been so long, like, it was a familiar feeling. So I kind of knew the, the second it happened. And uh, Really? Yeah. So You I, knew exactly what was it. Was, like, was it a broken leg or is it? Yeah, a broken leg. Okay. So I, I broken and dislocated it. Um, 
but I knew as soon as it happened, I, I looked at it, which was a mistake. Yeah. I, I didn't really have like uh, too much adrenaline going anymore. Like it, it went away. I felt the pain immediately. And then oh. I was just like, all right, I'm sure the training staff will be out here. They're out there in a second. And uh-huh. then, uh, from there, they tried to set it and put it back in place on the field, which that didn't feel great. Oh, dude. <laughs> and then when that didn't work, they were like, all right, um, we're going to get you in. We're going to get an x-ray on it. We're pretty positive it's broken. So we're just going to do it. This is not a rub some dirt on it, get back out there kind <laughs> right. of thing. Right. I mean. I You're mean, a tough guy, but <laughs> that's not. Yeah. Nobody's playing through that. No, that's that's tough, man. And so you get, uh, obviously, right. the bad news. And, and that's been a pretty intense rehab, I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's no joke. I mean, you. you you make that transition from therapy to rehabilitation, and it's uh, it's like night and day. You just basically are pushing yourself beyond the limits of what your brain tells you you can yeah. do every day. And but it's fun too. It's fun to like build yourself back up, and yeah. it's cool to have things to look forward to accomplishing every day. Well, you 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 seem fine out walking around. Are yeah. you able to run some routes and stuff, or is that still a little? Probably not going to have much contact in the spring, I would imagine. I mean, it's on the horizon. It all it all depends, and as long as things keep going without any setbacks, mm-hmm. um, I should be able to run and cut and do all that stuff within the next couple months. Um, right now, I'm at the stage where it was like getting strong, range of motion, and making sure I can move like I'm healthy, so I don't hurt myself or make bad habits, stuff like that. Yeah, you want to try and do too much too soon right. and have a setback. Well, good for you, man. I mean, was there any other? Was there any consideration of you know what? I'm I had a great season in 2022. I was having a great season in 2023 before the injury. Maybe just go to the NFL. Yeah, there, I mean, there there was consideration for sure, and and you know, being honest, like I didn't anticipate being at Tennessee for three years. Not that I didn't want to. I just didn't think that, given the body of work, I would need to. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a testament to like our coaches and our team culture. Like most guys are itching to to leave. And like I wasn't because of the people that are here. Yeah. Um, what's being provided? The opportunity I have to still play and give everything I have in Tennessee, and then go chase the NFL after the fact. Um, but it crossed. I mean, the feedback I got was good. Like you said, I had some good film for them to go off of. But ultimately, it came down to like I love these people. I love Tennessee. I love Knoxville. So. It wasn't really a, a hard choice at the end of the day. Well, that's awesome, man. And and, and playing in, in this offense, it's just it's so different from what everybody else is doing in college football. You know if, if you're healthy, you're out there, you're going to get so many opportunities to make right. big plays. Yeah, I mean, second to none, our offense is, is unreal. I think uh, Coach Heupel is like he's a mastermind, and he's, he's he does something special offensively I don't see any other coaches scheme-wise doing. Yeah, and now you've got uh, – Nico over there, you're watching that bowl game. Was there a part of you was like, man, I, w- I want some of this. You you want oh, to be yeah. out there? Man, m- most definitely. I mean, it's tough to watch. It. it was tough every week to watch a team go out and play, but obviously you go and you root for your guys and you hope everybody has success. But seeing him, you know, knowing he'll be the guy next year and, and all that, it was, it was good to see him be successful because he's still been working and working just as hard as everyone else, just not getting the opportunity to be out there. So, I mean, couldn't be happier for him. It's it's different when you see him out there though, because we would hurt. You know, here's this guy, five star from California, number one QB in his class, coming out of high school and right. all this stuff. And you're like, I don't know, is, is he really that good? And then you see him, at, and that right. Iowa, you know, that's one of the top defenses in the country, 100%. and uh, they could not handle him. Nope, didn't have an answer. I think uh, 
I don't know, kind of what makes, to me, like a guy like a five-star is that ability to, to go out and you, you look to part when you play and you step on the field. That's a five-star in college, in my opinion. It's just somebody that looks to part even amongst the best of the best. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what he looks like, um, and he's a freshman. So, I mean, give him another spring, fall camp as the guy, and then, I mean, sky's the limit. Well, just playing in that game has got to be a massive confidence boost going into the offseason. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, I can do this. And now I get to go through the whole offseason as, like, I'm the guy. Everybody knows I'm going to be starting quarterback. And so you're going to get lots of reps in spring over the summer and fall camp. Like, he should be be ready to roll. Without a doubt. He was ready to roll the day he walked in, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean? He, he, he's special. He's yeah. He he looks the part for sure. We're talking with Brew McCoy. We're out here at Volunteer Auto Group now. Tell me, how did you get hooked up with Jamie and Volunteer Auto Group? Well, I uh, when I first got into Knoxville, I, I I had a car at home. I ended up selling it. Uh, I got here and I was like, well, I'm not living in the dorms and I don't have a ride to and from campus. So originally he was down at uh, Old Ben Franklin, and I fortunately developed a relationship with him there he helped me he helped me buy a car finance it and everything and then we stayed in touch and then over these last couple years uh he came here to volunteer auto auto group i told him i was coming back he said hey well let's uh let's repeat the process and he was able to help me get me in a in a trade-in and in a nice car and um We've just had a great relationship and friendship since we met. Awesome, awesome. It is a natural NIL opportunity with Volunteer Auto Group and and you being a Vol. So uh, this is a good place for, I mean, this is a brand new facility, it, it looks like here. They've really upgraded it. It looks great. Um, they've got some great cars out here on the lot. So come on out. Tell them Bruce sent you. Absolutely. When you walk in here, you walk in the doors, just open up and say, Bruce. <laughs> Is that is that pretty cool hearing your name That's like that? That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's the coolest thing ever. It's, I'll tell my kids about it. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's fun when it happens at home. You know what my, fa- my favorite, though, is that LSU game in 2022. When you hear it away. Yeah, because there's so many. I'm like, I can't believe the Tennessee fans are just drowning out. And there was that one possession where you got like three or you know, two or three catches on the yeah. same possession. And uh, they were, it was pretty loud. What I mean, our fans were louder than their fans in the home stadium. They make the excuse, oh, it was, a, it was a day game or whatever. I mean, we hung like 40-plus on them, and then yeah. our fans were you know, singing louder than theirs yeah. as we walked out. Well, so. they, they, they cleared out of there Did pretty they? early, as yeah. I recall. The, te- the LSU fans, yeah, Tennessee fans, fans stuck around and, and partied. That was a big one. Any games you've got circled on the calendar this upcoming season? Um, shoot. I mean, obviously, any any SEC game is a big game, regardless of who the opponent is. First SEC game at Oklahoma, their first year in the league. That's I would say that that's what I was thinking in my head was like probably probably Oklahoma. It's just a team nobody's ever got to play. It's our head coach's alma mater. Yeah, uh, he's a legend there. He's a legend here, so that's cool. There's a lot of like history to it, um, and a lot of a lot of the coaches kind of came from Oklahoma mm-hmm. that ended up here at Tennessee, so that. That adds to it, and we're the first. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they'll have an SEC opponent before us. I think that is isn't Oklahoma the first. That's their first SEC game too, right? Right. Yeah, that'll yeah. be interesting. That'll be a good one, man. Uh, maybe maybe a couple of top ten teams going at it, national television, all that stuff. So that'll be a good one. Um, Alabama. It's gonna be hard to live up to the last Alabama game that right. was in Neyland Stadium. <laughs> you, you had a big catch in that one. No doubt. As I recall, did I mean does that 
so far the highlight of your Tennessee career, making that catch to set up the game-winning field goal? Yeah, that's honestly the highlight was at Chase making the kick. Yeah, I, he's my roommate at the time, and, and really, yeah. So that was like that I caught cool. the pass. He kicked the he kicked the kick, but. You don't have the chance to get the kick. And the, right. I remember watching at home and uh, seeing that clock run out, and it's like, oh, they're going to put a second back on this clock, man. They're going to get a chance to kick this field goal. It was like something out of a movie. I it mean, was. It still feels like a like a dream, like thinking about the, the fans rushing and everything. And Yeah, I mean, that was a special night. Well, let's hope there's some more special nights and, and you have – an opportunity to have a moment that eclipses all those moments we talk about uh, next season because there's some anticipation right now, Big Orange Country. They're they're ready for next season. You, Nico, uh, Dylan Sampson, some of these all these weapons on offense and improving defense. Man, it's going to be a lot of hype for the 2024 season. Brew, uh, so great to meet you, man. Thanks for coming down and spending some time with us. Uh, Volunteer Auto Group, you got you're going to be working with him uh, throughout the season here. Uh, being a spokesperson for them. So everybody come out here, Callahan Road. Tell them Brew McCoy sent you. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. Brew, nice to meet you, my man. Uh, keep getting better. Get that uh, leg ready to roll, man. We'll do Balls it. need you out there next year. Absolutely. That's Brew McCoy here at Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Road. Uh, Tucker, let's go ahead and take our time out. We'll come back, get your update when we continue. It is Fan Run Radio Live today at Volunteer Auto Group. And, and Bruce going to be here for a, for a while signing autographs, yep. too. If you want to come by, get a picture, get an autograph, something like that, come on down here to Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Road. Stay with us. Hour number two of The Drive coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Hi, this is Bo Kregner from the Kregner Group at Realty Executives. And I know there's a lot of choices here in East Tennessee.